previously on the Hardcasters. Enough fucking about. This episode is dedicated to Commando. It's what you want an 80s action movie to be. Every time I watched it, I would thoroughly enjoy the shit out of it each time. No, it's it's absolutely fantastic. What what has to be in the sequel? Uh, Maria Conchita, uh, Alonso. Robert Vaughn, Dan Hedaya Skeleton, a bare knuckle fist fight. Uh, can you make friends with a monkey? The finale is in, he's surrounded by a burning wood, and it's him, yeah. Lex Luger, both stripped to the waist, and eventually he punched him so hard that Lex Luger explodes. Schwarzenegger, Maria Conchita Alonso walking out the flames, but just before the credits hit, we cut back to Robert Vaughan literally cooking. Shit, rotisserie chicken. And there's a phone hanging, and the person who's on the phone is like, we need to call John Matrix, mm. and it cooks black. It's a enormous world. Podcasts fill the streets. It's up to two men who bring order to the chaos. The Hardcasters. Well, welcome back to Hardcasters and the second part of our epic commando podcast. I'm Dominic Diplum. This is Dick Fazage. Still here. We're still here. And I mean, you know, it's commando. We we owe it uh, no less than a multiple part thing. So this podcast is going to differ from our usual ones. We're not going to review the film again or talk about the film again. We did that last week. Uh, we also pitched Commando 2, Throbbing Bandits. We are now going to pitch Commando 3. And I think Commando 3, in an attempt to rekindle the magic um, and get people interested, they're going to take a few, or they would have taken a few more creative leaps here. So we're going to get a bit more imaginative. We're going to throw in some other possible genre stuff um, and just go crazy. The second one was very much a retread of the first, but bigger. This one, they're broadening their scope. So we need to start with the title. Um, Again, we're going to use the same convention last time. This is Commando 3, colon, and then our title. Now, you're listening to, two, listening to this in two parts. We record this in one. The action film title generator um, is very warm because um, we've used it once tonight already. Um, but hopefully she won't explode on us like Lex Luger did last week. So okay. off she goes. Commando 3. Powerful lunacy. Uh, electronic bike. Uh, or city of hijackers. Bladed mafia. Uh, raw war or Ooh. sweaty busters <laughs> uh, cyborg fear steel avenger uh, oh, I like that yeah uh, I think at hands where we might go with this yeah pumping judge <laughs> solid nuts uh, addicted flame shotgun fists the anal connection um, I like the French connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think catastrophic mystery, primary wrestlers, raging nuts. So, what's the one you liked? See, it had Avenger in it, but now there's about three things that popped in there. But again, yeah, I, it was St- Steel Avenger, wasn't it? I like Steel Avenger because that suggests that kind of move to a futuristic... Uh, let's go with Steel Avenger. Yes, okay. 
So okay. I think we, what we tried last week, we kind of upped the stakes. So we made it bigger and louder and kind of now I think it's our license to change it. So I, I kind of chipped in with the idea that we had a little cut to black scene where shit was going down. We couldn't really see what was going on. And there was a phone hanging. Mm. And on the, on the speaker, we just heard shouting and a gunfire saying, time to call John Matrix. Mm. So I, I think what, what we like the idea of, we like the, I think we like the idea of, um, of doing something a bit different, breaking mm-hmm. the formula a bit, <clears throat> kind of like Die Hard with a Vengeance where they reversed and took something, a film that had built a, a formula around someone being trapped inside something to reversing it and it being a broader canvas. Yeah. Matrix is not chasing someone against the clock sort of against his his will i like the idea that the government have recognized his particular skill set of dealing in those circumstances those kind of hell holes um but working against things and mm-hmm. therefore send him into a place where they want him to take someone out yes um and we could even do a similar thing we could even do them like he says i'm not interested and they say mm-hmm. well they could threaten his daughter but not like in the way they did in the first film but like well you know we can get her fired or we can yeah you know, destroy her pension or whatever. Or if you do it, we'll make sure she's, she's set for life. How about, spoiler alert, Matrix dies in the end of this. Okay. He does this to leave a legacy for his daughter. Yeah. Maybe okay. his daughter has hit financial trouble and he takes the mission. He goes, I'll do it on one condition. You, you make sure my daughter's set for life. I like the idea that yeah. his daughter, because we didn't see her in the second one. No. I like the idea that they be, become a bit estranged, but she's got a real position of power mm. whereby she sends him in there. So actually she's like the secretary of state or something like that. Or how about the escape from New York? She flew in to negotiate into this area and as, and as her plane crashed and she's captured and he's got yeah. to go and rescue her. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Let's do but that. She's kind of very high yeah, up in the government. Definitely, yeah. She she's got to a high position. She went in to kind of negotiate this this thing. So I like the idea of it being an Eastern European place mm-hmm. um, that has been taken over by a kind of mad scientist. Maybe the guy who developed the roid drugs from episode from from part two. Yeah. Who's been experimenting with biological warfare and horrible experiments. Yeah. And has basically built a wall, kind of like a Berlin Wall, around this kind of Eastern European town. Mm. He lives in luxury in a mansion in the middle. Mm. But everything outside is basically post-apocalyptic with feral, zombie-like, almost mutant um, rejects from his experiments. Can I one-up here? Yeah, for it. He doesn't live in a mansion. He lives in a castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. He lives a chateau. Doctor, <laughs> yeah, he lives in a Doctor, Do style, Doctor Doom style, Dracula style, gothic chateau castle. Yeah. Can he play an organ? Yeah. All day like long. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And I, I, well, I, sorry, I mentioned in, the, in last week's episode, I already had the villain for this week's, uh, for this, this part three. And our villain is Klaus Kinski. I think Klaus Kinski plays our mad scientist. Hmm. What what kind of name for a European mad scientist? So it's, again, it's mid nineties. So we could have Von or Van something. Hmm. 
I like Van. Van Beckenbauer. Yep, that works. Yeah, Van Beckenbauer. Yeah. Um, he, I think he looked fantastic as well. Gunther Van Beckenbauer. Yeah. And yeah, he's so it's Klaus Kinski, but he's got. I think he's. I think it's Klaus Kinski by way of Liberace. And Ming the Merciless. Yeah, kind of all mixed in there. He's got an organ. <laughs> and basically, yeah. I like the idea that apart from the very last scene, all of Klaus Kinski's scenes were shot completely separate from the rest of production. Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't even really know what film he's in. He's just been told, here's yeah. the dialogue, go for it. So he yeah. thinks he's starring in like a gothic horror film. Yeah. So he's going to be doing lots of kind of theatrical stuff, lots of hand acting. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, um, lots of dry ice and lightning. Um, yeah. But it's not that kind of movie. Can he so, have like a really, like what, because we talked about that he's got like around his, his castle, he's got like a village of kind of, you know, mutant zombie things that mm. he's created. Can he have like one of them working for him, but he's, he's kind of like, a, like an Igor kind of person. Yeah. But we've got a character actor for him. So he just plays off this one guy all the time. So it could be, let's say, who's a good character actor? Who's a good person who he's never... Oh, okay. He's just a really kind and nice person he could play off. <laughs> uh, I think we used him in, a, in another film. I was going to say Ned Beatty, but I'm pretty sure we used him in, okay. a, in, a, in another film. Um, I was thinking of um, what's his what's uh, his name's just completely escaped me. Uh, he was in Police Academy, but also Scrooged. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, that's, yeah. Goldthwait in a in a kind of shit tux. It's all dusty and kind of uh, you know he's he's kind of like you know um, and he's slightly he's got like a slightly mutant face, but he just plays Bobcat Goldthwait and just, they just play off each other the whole way through it. And I like the idea that because we're in a kind of post-apocalyptic-esque world, mm. that Klaus Kinski's uh, Van Beckenbauer, Gunther Van Beckenbauer, has his kind of uh, army are a group of, like a motorcycle gang that roam the wastelands. Yeah, yeah. Like a Hell's Angel group called the Flying Monkeys. And there's a bit of a Wizard of Oz-esque thing in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they kind of dress like Nazis. They've got like Nazi helmets. Um, and the back of their leather jackets have got wings painted on them. Yeah. Um, but they're all masked as well. Yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so that's our plot. So we open with a pre-credit sequence where um, uh, Jenny's flying over. We don't know it's her yet. Because again, she's been recast this time. Yeah, again. Definite, definite. Yeah, again. She's flying over and they yeah. land in their field and she gets out and it's like, it's building up like it's going to be a diplomatic kind of um, uh, discussion, but it's, a, it's desolate. Yeah. And then the bikes arrive mm. and then we pat the camera tracks back into the airplanes. We hear screams and shooting as like the pilots mm. and stuff die. And that's when we pan over to a file mm. that that says Jenny Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we smash cut to Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Who's relocated. Now, what kind of idyllic lifestyle can he be living now? 
So we've, we, so we've had the kind of Californian woods and mountains. Yeah. We've had the South American steamy kind of tropical kind yeah. of... Aid worker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we either go Alpine Lodge. Yes. Or he, he lives in an English village. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, oh, they're both good. They're both so good. Um, but English Village is funnier. Yeah. Um, okay, so it starts with him. Yeah. Um, so it's, it starts with him. Basically, it's lots of close-ups of, his, of him shirtless. Yeah. And he seems to be, like, working out. He seems to be pulling a rope or yeah. doing stuff. You see these muscle stuff. And then like a really extreme close-up of his eyes kind of dart into the right mm. and someone enters the room kind of like repeat the first film yeah. and he turns and it's a vicar with a tray of tea and he's a <laughs> bell ringer and he's been ringing the bells yeah. <laughs> and then it's that it's him playing cricket yeah. and bowls with the old pensioners it's him yeah. riding around town with a bike with a basket on the front punting yeah, on the river yeah and yeah, yeah. Um, what about actually he is the vicar Oh, he's, he's come out. Yes. He's, 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 he's left his life of violence and he's become he's a vicar. He's managed to bag a parish in England. Yeah. And he's changed his name to something like uh, Reverend um, Reverend John Welcome. <laughs> John Welcome. <laughs> Jonathan Welcome. Um, and he's he's got the full cassock. He's yeah. got like little glasses. Yeah. Um, he's walking out, and the shots of him, like with, with the same music, that kind of lovely violin. He's on a bicycle. Mm. He's waving at nuns. He's uh, there's one bit of him carrying a, a red telephone box on his shoulder and he plants it in the ground. Mm. Um, there's one bit of him uh, umpiring a cricket match. So he's doing the old kind of dicky bird, putting his hand up in the air, jump around his waist. Uh, this one bit of him at a village fate. Now, the village fate we could go fucking mental with. We could have this oh. opening scene for ages where he's playing whack-a-mole. I like the uh, idea he's, he's, in the, he's in the stocks and kids are throwing wet sponges at him. <laughs> His grinning yeah, face as they hit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like they're cooking like hot coffee and like all sorts of shit at him. And he's, <laughs> at the start, he's laughing. <laughs> and he's really <laughs> Bricks. Oh. One of the kids says to him, Fuck you, asshole. He throws <laughs> coffee at him and he breaks out of his stocks and throws yeah. coffee at his mother and he goes, No, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and, little, and he looks at the camera. Yeah. Um, now, at this point as well, I want to say just, this is just a little detail that isn't necessarily particularly funny, right? but I think because it's the third film, I don't think James Horner comes back for this one. All right. I think normally that's what happens. I don't think he's returned. Um, okay. And this is such a kind of deep cut, but I reckon Mark Isham takes over. Mark Isham um, did like um, Time Cop and Nowhere to Run. So kind of, so he uses some of the key themes and he throws in a bit of steel drums, but it's not the same kind of score. Just, I thought I'd, I, that, that's a little, I like soundtracks. So that, that kind of pleases yeah, me. Good. I also, uh, you know, sometimes in a, in a three call, Mm. They sometimes bring an actor back and either recap like kind of as a different part or they bring him back from the dead. 
Now, I would like to bring back Bill Duke, but yeah. not as Cook. He just plays a completely different character mm. who, for some reason, is the pub landlord yeah. in this village. Just a really grumpy, annoyed pub landlord who yeah. we see only once when he Matrix is about to go on the mission and they have a little yeah. pint. Can his, name, can his name be Terry Biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, it can. Um, and to get the nudity out of the way now, and this is fairly conventional for a lot of 80s UK pubs, there is a topless dancer in the background. Yeah. Like a Linda, like a Linda Lusardi or a Maria Whitaker. Uh, for those of you who don't know Maria Whitaker, if you know the, the video game from the uh, late 80s, 90s called uh, Barbarian, uh, she was on the cover of that for that and Barbarian too. Um, okay, so and so he's his kind of. They have a bit of banter, and he, he that their chat gives us a bit of exposition as to how he's ended up here. I like the mm. idea that Terry Biscuits is a, an ex-commando friend who also relocated, and that's how he set Matrix up. So yes. they both have a secret life, and then Matrix gets the phone call um, that uh, mm. they want him to go into this Eastern European hellhole to um, get Gunter van Beckenbauer. Um, and Matrix is like, no, I've turned my back on that life. I'm now a man of um, religion. I vowed never to harm anyone again. And then the per voice on the end of the phone says, um, they've got Jenny. And he goes, and it just, there's a pause, and it just cuts to him tooling up right away. I think he says, no, I'm a man of the cloth. Yeah. And he goes, they've got Jenny, and he rips off his cassock and goes, fuck the cloth. And yeah. he's just got his full suit on from the first Commando film. Like, you know, he's got like the, the, yeah. the best grenades on it and shit. Yeah. yeah. And then that's it. We, we go. So like the previous two films, we're going to have Matrix dealing with some bad guys. Mm -hmm. And then just cut to Klaus Kinstein in what looks like the set of an 80s music video, like a new romantic music video, basically, yeah. of him in frilly stuff and a giant collar. I imagine he kind of looks like the Goblin King from Labyrinth, like David Bowie in that. Um, I was thinking like Meatloaf in the... I yeah. Would, you know, the, the, what was it? I would do anything for love, but I wouldn't yeah. do that. And uh, um, kind of part seducing Jenny... Because he's properly mad and he's properly got like a, 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 an agenda for the world. I like the idea he's building some kind of death ray or something. Like proper gothic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, at one point, he's talking at her from this platform and he mm. jumps down to kind of, you know, emphasise his point. But as he jumps down, he's got like a cape, but it's a really shitty like back cape. Yeah. That he flaps about and then just lands. And it, yeah. it's almost, he's, but no one told him to do that. Yeah, he just turned up on set one day with a little kind of back cape, and he just and flaps out in it. I also like the idea that he's wearing tights like David Bowie, but yeah. whereas David Bowie had like a cod piece thing, here you can just clearly always see the outline of his genitals. Like it's so tight, you can see, like it's just then smashed against the inside of his of this material, um, like someone shoved uh, an omelet down there. It's just like. Someone put smashed avocado in a sock and just bashed it around a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <Yeah. laughs> like those people who like smashed avocado. Yeah. Clash Kinski's balls. Yeah. Like a <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so Klaus Kinski sorted and he's just literally yeah. the director just said to him I like the fact that they had a different director for those scenes as well because Klaus Kinski refused to work with the other director so this is these sequences are like they're from a different film directed himself he's, yeah he's absolutely the director off and he's like nope I'm sticking the camera up so yeah. a lot of the time it's very kind of wide shots of yeah. just pissing around in the back cape yeah so what are our three Matrix set pieces then? Um, I like the idea of there being a... Um, he's got to infiltrate. So a kind of night flight, parachute, stealth, halo drop sequence. Yeah. So I think Bill Duke drops him in there. So Terry Biscuits. Well, he's got a little plane, hasn't he? He's got a little plane, but he's, he, he flies... I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not like a little seaplane. It's a, it's a kind of World War One kind of biplane can he have like the biggles leather flying cap you're you're way ahead of me exactly <laughs> he's got massive goggles a huge scarf that's yeah. black out in the background and he's got this little biplane and he does the drop off this yes and it's like we've got a flying low hmm. and so it could be where he like clips a tree and the engine goes and it's like i, I can only hold it for so long and hmm. he has to drop him in a slightly more dangerous area yeah so schwarzenegger has to pull the chute and there's like mm. a bit of a hand gliding y parachute landing scene where he's dodging trees. Yeah. Um, and then the plane flies off. Yes. And it cuts off the parachute and off he goes. His first port of call then is a small town, a small settlement in this town yeah. where he meets. No, he, he meets like a, a, a backpacking young girl, kind of a, a streetwise survivalist. And this is his interest of the third film. So yeah, we've, we've kind of we've, we've we've done the first two, and this is his love interest from the first. Yeah, and this is perfect. played by, um, hang on, let me just get her name up. Um, Denise Crosby, who played Tasha Yar in Star Trek: Next Generation. You know, with the short blonde hair. Ah, okay. I was thinking. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, yours is the win. I think. Okay, let's let's go with Denise Crosby. Um, and so basically, she's trying to make her way. She's gone out for supply run. And she's trying to make her way back to a settlement, which we meet in the middle of the film. And she's like, I don't need your help. You're a stranger. I can't trust anyone. Mm. And she gets attacked by some of the flying monkeys. And Matrix fights them off mm. with her. Um, so I imagine that scene's a little bit like the scene from um, the buzzsaw scene from Running Man. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing, <clears throat> but with multiple assailants. Mm. Um, and he, in doing that, he proves to her mm. what he can do, that he's trustworthy. But also, it means one of the flying monkeys reports back to Klaus Kinski yeah. and says, there's this person. He sends out a, a pack of flying monkeys on hang gliders. So they're actual flying monkeys uh, yeah. to track him down. So then they make their way back to the settlement. And basically, there's a bit of like back and forth banter between them but like there seems to be like a spike thing like he thinks she's just some uh inexperienced person and he th she thinks he's some kind of brute who can't be trusted but when it gets back to their settlement they're clearly a group of people that are in a desperate situation in need of hope and yeah. so he gives in the middle segment he gives a sermon okay to them where mm -hmm. he kind of explains his life philosophy um mm -hmm. where he explains that um you know, and it's a really kind of mixed, muddled 
message, political message, ideological message, and that. something along the lines of like, every time he goes and lives somewhere idyllic, something gets interrupted. So you should never chase that. The world is a savage place. Uh, if you want, if you want a life, you've got to fight for it. Life is a kind, and he basically just convinced them to be violent animals. And there could be like a training sequence where he's training them up all up. These were like pacifists, but yeah. he's basically trained up to be fighters. Yeah. Um, can, can you have a bit as well to, as a callback to the previous film, like the first film where he's got more fighting dummies, but they're hmm. all like got a chain mail on and like shit mustache taped to the face. Yes. Well, you never have to say what, who they are. He's just yeah. fighting. He's trying to fight these kind of these dummies, and yeah. like throwing throwing pipes and stuff. So there's there's this kind of one scene where there's there's this old woman, and she just picks his massive lead pipe and just throws it at this dummy, and he just yeah. stands in the background like clapping, going again, again, yes. yeah. Um, and they um, and they spot a hang gliding flying monkey guy, right? Yeah, and. They report back, but they manage to shoot one down. They interrogate him. Mm. And it's clear there's going to be attack on the settlement. So they then have to go, right, this is it. And they armor plate everything. Mm. Um, and they, some of the vehicles that still work, they, they, it's a proper A-team sequence. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a, a Wild West, like circle your wagons kind of. They attack and they mm. fight them off. And they're using yeah. whatever materials they've got. They've built some weapons, like some catapults. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, some creative uses of like Molotov cocktails and stuff like that. Um, and uh, but it's very clear then it goes, and some people die. Matrix decides, look, this is too dangerous for you. Maybe I've led you down the wrong path. Uh, this is something I've got to do alone. And he rides off on one of the motorbikes himself yeah. towards the castle, yeah, ready to face down um, Klaus Kinski's. Gunter van Beckenbauer. Now, I think at this point as well, because Klaus Kinsey is probably not going to be a particularly credible physical threat. Mm. Is it too much to suggest that he has a Frankenstein monster style creature in the castle? It's funny you say that because I was just about to say that <clears throat> we've had Bennett and we've had Lex Luger. <clears throat> and we need to really, this is where we should up the stakes. I know we've, we've changed the formula, but I always think we, with, with a kind of villain, you always up the stakes mm. for each film. Aren't you? The third one should be. So I think, I think, I think you're in the, the exactly the right ballpark with the Frankenstein monster that someone here yeah. kind of put together an experiment on. Yeah. And he has this death button that he had. Yeah, absolutely. What could it be though? Are we are we going full Frankenstein or are we going like experimenting him on kind of? I think yeah, or... we keep it nice and vague. It's 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 a, someone that's been experimented on and experimented on has become this kind of hulking. He's had surgery. He's had chemical uh, adjustment, and he's mm. just a brute of a person in makeup. Now I've got two possible suggestions here. One is Jesse Ventura, but I don't think Jesse Ventura would would want to take a role where he doesn't get to say much. I think he'd want to have some. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually, I think Jesse Ventura is the lead flying monkey. Yeah. 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 Who's yeah, just yeah. been defeated in the, in the siege. I yeah, think yeah. the Frankenstein's monster is, and really this is, this is no, no real kind of um, surprise here is Sven Thorson. 
yes. his, his, his partner. Because it's the kind of role where he's just got to be there. He hasn't got to say much. He's just got to have a fight scene. Oh, no. I... You said about Pat Roach, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, because we, we didn't bring him in properly, did we? Can, yes. And I think either Pat Roach. Yeah. And he's fought Pat Roach. He fights Pat Roach in Conan the Destroyer. Pat Roach is the sorcerer stroke lizard headed man. Of course he is. I know so he, he was in Red Sonny, but they didn't fight in Red Sonny, did they? Something like that. Yeah. So there's a, there's, pro- okay, let, let's go Pat Roach. Um, I think, can we make him look like Blanca from Street Fighter? Yeah. So we've given him a huge orange wig yeah. and painted him a ridiculous color like blue or green. Purple. Yeah, purple. And he looks like the, the kid from, um, uh, Willy Wonka that eats the <laughs> yeah um, so we, we got massive massive red wig yeah purple um, he's um, can he have I'm just thinking of like a Bennett and we, we kind of had the yeah, the, the maniac cop bloke in, in chains can mm. you need well, can he have oh, I kind of think it'd be like a hessian sack with arms cut out of it <laughs> And a rope around the middle, you yeah. know, something really low rent. Yeah, yeah but maybe yeah, yeah. like shackles, like metal shackles on the on the on the ankles and wrists. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking also about Legion of Doom spikes, like shoulder pads. Yeah. Well, the flying monkeys could have them, couldn't they? Yeah. yeah okay. That yeah, could be yeah. Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Um, Schwarzenegger scales up the side of the castle. Yeah. Can you uh, drive up on the motorbike? Yes. He fires a grappling hook, but then rides up the side using... That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, um, yeah. And then he has to fight off a few guards Yeah, there, so we can have a bit of a shootout um, on the castle. Lots of people flying off the, off the edge and screaming. All Sully screams. Yeah, all, all, all the way. Yeah. Um, breaks into the castle. Um, and I like the idea that Klaus Kinski is watching from like loads of security cameras everything and he's kind of controlling portcullises and traps and things that matrix is dodging it gets a bit indiana jones as like a series of booby traps and then he manipulates him into this kind of room yeah and he's on a tannoy system and he's like going like like in greek mythology you are trapped in the maze all this stuff's improv by claus kinski like no one asked him to do this now meet my Minotaur. And then that's where Pat Roach, painted purple with an orange wig, comes out. Um, they have a fight. <laughs> um, and uh, so how can, how can the purple guy die? Um, where are they fighting? So I, I think that it's in a kind of dungeon. Can it have like those kind of... Frankenstein-esque kind of, you know, those kind of like boards, electricity boards with kind of yes. coming out. And it's all yeah. like that. And it's all kind of, it looks like weird kind of medieval, yeah. you know, torture devices and stuff that's been there for years. Yeah. It looks like a Mortal Kombat fight zone, basically. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Maybe there's like a river of lava running through it. Yeah. And yeah, they well, fight over top of that and, he, and, he, and uh, uh, the monster goes in. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Matrix kicks down this fully big wooden medieval door yeah. into the dry ice, gothic, new romantic, meatloaf, Klaus Kinski lair yeah. where there's big gothic stained glass windows behind. Yeah. Um, 
And I like the idea that Klaus Kinski is a bit like the emperor, like he can fire electricity from his hands. <laughs> he's got these gauntlets on, these electricity gauntlets, and he's firing electricity, and Matrix is kind of writhing. Um, and he'd be on a wire, so he's literally, Klaus Kinski is swinging around like, on this wire. Yeah. Um, firing just, electricity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, he's, and Matrix is going to die, and he looks uh, at Jenny, mm. and he has another flashback, another mini vision quest. Mm. And uh, he sees Bennett on the electric fence. Yeah. And he realizes that medically, electricity can make you more powerful. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, he sucks up <laughs> the electricity and uppercuts Klaus Kinski. Yeah. And then we just have a prolonged sequence of Schwarzenegger punching Klaus Kinski over and over again. Left yeah. hook, right hook. Repeated from different angles, yeah, uh, yeah. same punch repeated three, four times over and over. Have you seen yeah. Jason Takes Manhattan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the bit yeah. where the boxing kid is punching Jason yeah. and it yeah, goes on forever? Yeah. It's that. Yeah, yeah. But Schwarzenegger, and it's working. And we get occasionally get like a slow motion shot of Kinski fight, spitting blood out of his mouth and back. Yeah. And then one last punch, and Kinski flies back through the stained glass window, sully scream out the door green screen fall but i think it's better he just keeps rising so it's really shit because it's the 90s so they've started yeah. doing cgi so he's almost like flying out he's, he's kind of shit back capes up and it's kind yeah. of flat back behind him and he just keeps rising and rising and rising yeah and it's just on instead of like moving him out on a wire they've just shrunken him like yeah. just like they've just shrunken his character he just kind of keeps rising yeah um, and then he turns to jenny and there's, they, they reunite. And then suddenly, Pat Roach comes running through the door. He's burnt, but he's still alive. And he's about to get him. And then suddenly, there's these gunfire and Pat Roach down. And it's uh, Denise Crosby and the rest of the, the gang who have come yeah. to rescue um, yeah. them. And then we have, like in the first film, where you have Ray Dawn Chong and Schwarzenegger and Alyssa Milano, you have Schwarzenegger. The actress playing his daughter. I was thinking Courtney Cox, but that might be a bit early for Courtney Cox. No, I think that, no, because she was, she, 87 was Master of the Universe, wouldn't she? Yeah, so okay, she'd be, okay. let's do Courtney Cox. Right. And then Denise Crosby and Schwarzenegger and Denise Crosby have a kiss, even though there really hasn't been any set up of a romantic link, we just assume. I thought, and she basically talks to him like he's, he's the worst yeah. person in the world. And the rest yeah. of the homestead clap. Um, yeah. And then we, we, we go out of the stained glass window into the clouds mm. and then there's some lightning and then Klaus Kinski's laugh in the, in the clouds, like echoing. Like being the merciless. Yeah. Um, and then credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's, can, we, can we have a little thing of Bill Duke before we cut out? That he, where, where, where is he? Is he stuck in a tree upside down in his plane? I think his plane has like crashed his, in the his ocean. His hanging and Bill Duke's just there. Yeah. I think his plane's crashed in the ocean. Yeah. It's floating yeah. in the sea, and he's on the roof fishing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he takes his gold, he takes his cap off, sort of wipes his brow, and puts it back on again. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we're out. Brilliant. And then they never made a fourth because some people believed that it jumped the shark a little bit with mm. um, a gothic Klaus Kinski fire electricity from his fingers. In a gothic castle. They'd be wrong. Because the yeah, fourth they... one, we could go aliens and space. 
Well, generally four is where franchises do go into space, so it would have definitely been a space space commando. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Schwarzenegger hasn't really done space opera. He's done science fiction, in, but he's not done full on space opera. So um, maybe in a future podcast we can pitch Commando for um, Galactic Fists or something. Um, but for now, that is our proposed trilogy uh two throbbing bandits three steel avenger so um having watched commando and having spent a lot of time commando with our lie in our lives what lessons have we learned from that masterpiece if we're going to go out and seek vengeance and justice for wrongs against us, um, yeah. what lessons have you learned from Commando? Well, I think there's mm. so many lessons you can learn from Commando. I mean, that, that should be your, your first stopping point, really. So, first of all, learn, I think, learn to smell your enemies. You know, Definitely. it's always important if wherever you are, if you get a whiff of a, ba- of a, of a bad, of a shit, you, you make sure you pick that up straight away because you need to know what they smell like if they're mm-hmm. down with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think don't think, just react. Mm. Yeah. yeah. If, there's someone, if there's someone in front of you, don't think, oh, let's listen to what this guy's got to say, shoot him and start running. Um, yeah. If you're on something, just jump out of it. Don't, mm. You know, don't think, don't be pragmatic. Don't think two steps ahead. Just react and deal with it. You'll be fine. Um, you know, always keep a cache of weapons in various locations. And but keep, you also you need to access that quickly. So just yeah. get like a one-digit code, like yeah. one. Don't, um, <laughs> yeah, don't, and you, cause you don't want to forget it. You don't want to get there and forget how to enter it. So keep it simple. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, 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 there's so many. Um, you know, don't worry about being witty. Just repeat back what the other person said. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, really, to be honest, to be honest, and I don't want to do ourselves out of our business, potential business, when we publish this manual eventually. But to be honest, if you can't afford Justice 101 when it comes out in, in all good bookshops, just watch Commando. All the lessons are there. Exactly, and just everything that he does, including buying a really loud fucking watch. Yeah, the loudest watch in the world. The loudest watch. So, like, if if your Apple Watch, you look at it, and instead of face recognition, it just starts beeping really loud at you, like just like a big Ben on your wrist. Yeah, like a truck reversing. It it should be a. It should be a. It's like you're stood underneath a fire alarm. It should make you wince. Yeah, in agony because it's so loud. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think it's also important that if you're on a moving vehicle, especially a plane, just get off. Yeah, whatever, whatever wherever it is, get off. Just get yeah. off it. Um, so if it's your flight, get off it. Um, just, yeah, open a door, it, run yeah. through the windscreen of the cockpit. Um, yeah. whatever you can, just get out of there. And you'll probably land safely. John Matrix did. I'm sure you will as well. Exactly. Just look for water, soft landing, a building, something that. Look, also, you need to make sure you look cool when you're landing. You can't yeah. just land. No. Cool. 
doing it. So, you know. um, medieval equipment is still valid nowadays. Chainmail, um, broadswords, helmets, um, yeah. lances. Um, mm. You know, mate, uh, Bennett chose chainmail, but you know, if you want to rock a, a full-sized lance, jet like a jousting lance. Yeah. Or um, you know uh, uh, a two-handed broadsword, or a full suit of medieval armor. Um, yeah. Go for it; it's fine. It's all valid. Um, there's just there's almost too many lessons to learn from Commando. It's 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 the Bible of justice seeking in in many respects. It is yeah yeah. It's, it's Old Testament as well. It's not like it's not yeah. New Testament. Yeah, real stuff. wrath of God stuff. Well, I don't know about you, Dick, but I <clears throat> am exhausted. This is what Commando does. It gets gets you. Uh, it feels like we've been on a mission ourselves. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm like John Matrix at the end. I'm getting in my little seaplane with a woman I've kidnapped and my daughter, just yep. knackered. Yeah, absolutely. You're just there, sweaty, dirty, in speedos with a kidnapped woman. Do you know what though? As well, also we did mention this. Because there's so much to mention. When Jenny gets back on the plane, mm. why does she not look at Cindy and go, who the fuck are you? Yeah. What why, are you doing? Why, and why, like, why are you here? And yeah. why is my dad making out with you? Like, of all places, yeah. at what point did he pick up a girlfriend? Yeah. And wh- what do you mean he kidnapped you? Yeah. So he didn't romance you. He mm. kidnapped you in an airport. He made you go and kind of put yourself in danger to a sleazy bloke. Yeah. He took you to a motel room and made you open your blouse to entice a man in. You've watched him kill a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. And she kind of jumped up. What what are you doing? Your choice is terrible. And he's my dad. Yeah. 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 That's not the sequel, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's what we're here for. for retrospectives on films, for pitching you epic films that never existed but should have done, and for giving you life lessons uh, based on the films um, as well. Um, I think we need to go and have a lie down, not together, to rest from such uh, a, a deep dive into the world of Commando. We went so deep as well. Yeah. We went so deep. 